0: In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. So we have two very good readings today from the Gospel according to St. Matthew, and uh, the Gospel, uh, the Epistle uh, to the Romans. This, um, this Gospel text is about the healing power of God who has great mercy for those that are tormented by evil spirits or by uh, sicknesses. In his ministry, his his life was that he showed his compassion on the people. The people always had these varying responses to his uh, his actions, to his healing. We'll talk about that in a moment. The Epistle is about uh, encouraging us through St. Paul to live a life of faith and to confess Christ from our hearts. So I'd like to take a look at three texts from one from the Gospel and two from the Epistle, and make a few comments on them. The first is Christ's miracle. It says at the end of this account, and behold, all the city came out to meet Jesus and they saw him and they worshipped him. No. They saw him and they came out with more sick and uh, uh, more sick to be healed. No. They said, stay longer and do more miracles. No. What did they say? They begged him to leave their neighborhood. What? It's like, what? Just two demoniacs who had, been, who had cursed the city were healed. Of course, you know, they went into the swine, and they lost uh, their, part of their uh, livelihood. But they saw an incredible miracle, and they asked him to leave their neighborhood. So it seems a bit odd that that would happen. But this is not the only occasion these things happen. Where God does a visitation and people don't respond appropriately. Like Jonah was told to go preach to Nineveh. On, in the, on, the, on the other hand, he got into a boat and went to Tarshish. On the Tarshish, the water troubled and they threw him over the boat. He was swallowed by a whale for three days. Finally, up on the land of Nineveh and he preached the gospel, and they all repented. So sometimes God even in our, our resistance, leave my neighborhood. God directs us through some other miraculous work. King David is an example. He had a secret sin. He had two secret sins, adultery and murder. And was confronted by Nathan the prophet, and he repented. But he had secret sins. He needs somebody to point them out. So, how do you do when someone points out your sins? I can't see any facial expressions. You do well with that when somebody says, "You know, you need to do this or do that." Okay, that's a visitation many times from God. That you need to make a correction in your life through another person. What do you say? Go leave my neighborhood? Or do accept it in humility. Allow that correction to become actually an opportunity for spiritual growth. We understand this. Another example to us is Peter's denial. And the sinful woman in tears at his feet where we see this opportunity, God shows us our sin, shows us our weakness, and says very clearly, you need to do something about this. How do we respond to that? Go, leave my neighborhood. I like the things I do. Don't bother me. Okay? I like the things I do. No, I think... We, two things. One, we need to understand that God is very patient with us and understands that when we kind of get stuck in something, it may take many times to correct us before we actually make a move for correction. But the other is, the importance here is that we are see this as a visitation from God, that he points out something in our life that needs to be corrected, and we don't tell him to leave our neighborhood. We, we tell him, Lord, help me. I see my iniquity. I see my sin. I see my struggle. I need you to help me. So well, This needs to be kind of our effort. We don't want them to leave the neighborhood. We want them to come more, to be with us more, not less. So that's the first. The second verse that I want to focus on is from the epistle. For Christ is the end of the law that everyone who has faith may be justified. Now, we know that Christ did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. Now, what does this mean? The law, beloved, is restrictive. The law is restrictive. What do I mean by that? That if if I were to live under a law as a husband to my wife, One, I would fail miserably. But two, I would be restricted from doing those extra things. Does the law say I need to take a cup of coffee to my wife in the morning? Do I need to bring her the paper? Do I need to kiss her goodbye? Do I need to come home and... Kindly for her? No, the law doesn't say that. The law would restrict us. The same thing, how, do, how does a family operate if it's just by rules? No, it has to be that we look to do the other, the greater thing, to walk the higher path all the time, to to live the higher way. Uh, I remember one time I was talking to Someone and they said this was a very interesting uh, way to handle an issue in the family. So the children were older, teenagers, and the, the parents said, the father said, I brought you home at 11. And he came home late, like 12, 12.30. So what was the result, what was the penance <clears throat> that the parent gave. <clears throat> he said I want you to go out tomorrow night and come home on time. I said, "Wow. That's like over the top." I would have said two weeks restriction. Two weeks. I told you 10, I told you 11 and it's 12:30. Okay? No. Go out tomorrow night and come home on time. You see the law restricts us. But the law of faith, the law of love allows us, it's, un, it's unlimited. How generous, loving, how kindly, how forgiving we can be. So we need to live under the law of faith, not under the law. So this is an important thing to so always look to see what you can do extra, how you can be more kindly. The law of faith, the law of love, allows us to be beyond what we would expect uh, of us according to a set of rules. Extra, look to look to us, not just to be a rule. And lastly, this 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 uh, this uh, verse. In, uh, if you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart <clears throat> that God raised him from the dead, <clears throat> you will be saved. <clears throat> so this, the depth of this uh, uh, epistle uh, verse is this. It's do you trust God? And in that trust, is there a confession that follows that trust? So what's it mean to trust God? It means to know and be conscious of this sense that he loves me. God loves me. God loves me. God loves me. me. We need to walk in that. We need to get up in that, walk the day in that, and go to sleep in that. That the love of God is the center of our relationship with Him. And that we have to kind of hold on to that. And that He's doing everything in our life to save us. Nothing that has happened, nor will happen, that won't be your salvation. <clears throat> because we have the perfect Father, and even we have the perfect Mother, who care for us in this way. So these things that work, that work to, for our salvation are important <clears throat> to understand. Even when we take the wrong path, God patiently corrects us. And it's a beautiful thing to understand as we walk in life to see these little moments of God patiently directs us toward the better, away from the sin or the temptation. So let us be grateful that God loves us and does everything for our salvation. And lastly, I'd like to make a comment on this. God God can render a goodness from difficult and evil situations if we trust him. We trust that he does this. And for today, the, the, the world we live in today, the path that God has directed us toward this day, in this time, is a spiritual one first. It's not a political path first. It's not a social path. It's not an economic path. It's a spiritual path. We walk that path first, and that path says many things to us. It says in our life, no matter what the circumstances are, we need to pray and repent. It's very interesting when you read the history of holy nations that came upon great stresses. Their first response was repentance. God forgive us. So these things are important for us. This importance that we that we see the, the, the need to uh, to pray and to repent. That's our first response to any circumstance of difficulty. And in that, we will see the need for courage. We'll see the need for patience, for love, forgiveness, for long-suffering, for humility, for generosity. So these things are a, a great help to us to know that God loves us, saves us, and will even work a good for us through difficult circumstances. So let me end with this uh, from St. Paul's letter to the Romans. Chapter 5. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only that, we also glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who is given to us. So, beloved, in this time, God is giving us an opportunity to develop. Character, hope, and understand the love of God. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen.